Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Bar's back. Devar's back. Good morning, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Woo. Yeah. Happy New Year, Var. Hey, back at you guys. Back at uh, you. Hey, Happy New Year. How long can you say that to someone before it gets uh, it's well, too long? Well, you know? I mean, this is our first time talking since New Year, so, yeah. you know, it's good. This is not too long. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, fine. like, How a long? week from now, if you haven't seen someone, can you say Happy New Year, like January yes. 10th? Yeah, you can. No. I, I would say probably mid-January. And if you haven't spoken to them by mid-January, it's almost kind of a lock that if there was no interaction, it wasn't worth telling them Happy New Year anyway. Because they might have not have fell on like the important people's oh. list. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, like oh. mid-January. Screw them. Mid-January. Because once you hit like January 15th or something like that, it's kind of like, well, you know, we're in the new year. We're off and running. And... If you really wanted to wish me well, we would have spoken by now. That's just how I look at it. I mean, good point. Fifteenth, maybe that's you know expiration. It's fair. Yeah. Um, now, you have any thoughts? Because obviously, we were discussing the college football playoff, which, yeah. which was tremendous. Both those games uh, went down they, the wire. I thought they delivered. The second straight year, the college football playoff semifinals have delivered, just like they did last year. I know you were at the Georgia-Ohio yeah, State, State game yeah. last year. Uh, that one was fun. Michigan-TCU was fun. So this year, second straight year, it delivered as far as the college football playoff goes. It does feel, though, like... The rest of the way. The rest yeah. of it was... Full season, you know. Like, a, I just... A baby-filled diaper. I was, I was thinking about this. Imagine being somebody whose living is gambling and trying to predict and project what's going to happen in this season's bowl games. Mm. What the hell was that life like the last three weeks? It's a disaster. You guys discussed this already. What were you? What were your takes on it? Because I, I mean, in my mind, I had a hot take. Like, but it might not be hot by now because. Ooh, what's the hot take? Let's see what, but, let's see what but hot, I, hot. I've kind of been reading up and and seeing what people have been saying, and mm. it kind of falls in line with what my hot take would have been, which I feel like with the transfer portal and agents and opt outs, it's turned bowl season outside of the playoff games into Pro Bowls or glorified spring game. Um, you know, other other school um, scrimmage game. Like, it, it did not. And, and if I hadn't experienced it or witnessed it in person, I, I don't know that I would have had the same the same kind of conclusion. But but feeling like the lack of of energy or like just what the 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 leadership aspects, the the presence and the aspects of your best players, the ones that have opted out and are still on the sidelines or the ones that, you know, stop playing during the course of the game and they get rotated out. It just shows the level of importance to, to some of those players. 
but then it also shows the level of importance to, that some of those players exhibit to the players that are playing. And and to me, it's like it it took the 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 importance of the game was not there. And and I I feel like that's sad because by team it's by team because if you have a a team that has you know guys that are going to go to the pros have that opportunity to prepare for the pros or guys that are going to, to transfer and go to a different school and they've entered the transfer portal and they're not even there. It just, I, I don't know. It, it really felt like a diminished approach to something that's supposed to be pretty fun and it pretty exciting to, to be a part of. Like that was not just for me personally, the Penn state team that I watched in that, that peach bowl was not the team that I saw all year round. All, all season long and granted you you didn't have your defensive coordinator so there weren't there, you know you weren't going to have the type of presence and the type of adjustments that you would have had if if Diaz was there but I still felt like looking at it like it wasn't that they lost it was that I'm watching a game that wasn't competitive based upon all of the elements that had went into it and and that sucks that sucks to to be a fan and and I ultimately feel like if you're a player on that team that really wanted to compete and play to win, it sucks for you because you don't have enough of that element and that energy around you. And so now, it, it to me, it almost has to change the way you approach a bowl game, like the amount of pride that you take into saying, okay, I'm a Big Ten team and we're going to take on the SEC team. This gives us the opportunity to prove that the Big Ten is better or even that we can finish out our season strong on a high note if if that's the team that I am and what we're going to do in the off season it just it's diminished like terribly it just felt terribly diminished I wonder is it that it's just this year it's so glaring cuz next year we've got obviously the college football playoff expansion and I feel like that's going to kind of take away from this many opt-outs obviously this many players going into the portal like whatever you want to look at it feels like next year is going to be a much different environment than this year was this year did feel weird it felt disjointed it felt like you weren't quite sure who was going to be available and who was you know who was going to be playing and then you're getting games like Georgia, Florida State, which was a disaster. Uh, the Syracuse, uh, South Florida game we talked about. Like it just, there was a lot of games where it was like, wait, what happened? Um, and I just wonder if the expansion next year is going to help alleviate some of the issues that people had with bowl season. Well, it'll alleviate the New Year's Six Bulls because those will now be a part of the playoffs in the first round, but it's not going to alleviate all the opt-outs for, for a game like the Boca Bowl versus USF and Syracuse. I mean, that, that's the reality of this is opt-outs really probably caught momentum in 2017 when you had guys like Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette, running backs who are more apt to, you know, get injured while playing and potentially, you know, impact their draft stock. But there's countless other positions that have done it as well, and you can understand it. I mean, the truth of the matter is we used to play these bowl games as a reward, like, that's how I looked at it. I took pride in the place where I went to school. I took pride in having another opportunity, a reward for what you had accomplished if you won enough games and you were successful enough to have a chance at going to a bowl game. All right? So that's how it was viewed, I don't know, 20 years ago. It's different now. You know, the business of football has crept into college football to the point now where kids are making business decisions. And honestly, coaches – have been making decisions that I think forced this thought or caused this idea in agents' heads and players' heads long before. You know, once Philip Fulmer was the first coach to get a million dollars, it only continued to go up and up and up and up and up from there. And then as coaches continued to leapfrog from job to job to job to job, the idea of a young man who's at one of these schools who now isn't able to go, you know, play for that coach that he committed to is sitting there stranded going, well, maybe I don't want to be here anymore. Maybe the new coach doesn't want me, and yet I, I selected this school. And that thought of, you know, I don't know if you want to call it coach empowerment, led to this idea of player empowerment, where now players have fought and, and others have fought for NIL, and that's a portion of it. The players have fought for expanded meals and everything else. And, and now we're getting to the point where players have fought for the right to opt out 
and not be judged for doing so because they have a future of playing in the NFL and the risk of injury in cases like Jalen Smith, for example, at my alma mater, Notre Dame, who got injured in the Fiesta Bowl, would have been a surefire top 10 pick, slides to the second round. And I always say to people, okay, great, he had an insurance policy. He was able to make some money off that insurance policy. You know where he was impacted the most? The second contract. And that's what people don't understand. They only look at it in the short term and think, well, if he gets injured and he tears his ACL, he can still recover, he can still get drafted. We've seen guys, we've seen things like that happen. That's true. But you know what happens is that injury becomes debilitating. That injury becomes part of a list for a depreciating asset in the views of an NFL team. And they look at that as part of, well, how long is this guy going to last? How long is his knee, how long is his shoulder going to hold up? So all those things now have factored into a player's decision and whether they should or should not play in a bowl game. And, and then you include the transfer portal, right? Because that's the truth. Is there's, it's not so much this guy's going to the NFL. It's a lot of guys, too, who are opting out because they don't have a future at that school or they'd like to be somewhere else, either because their coach left or because of NIL, they have the opportunity. So I, I, I've given three simple solutions to fix this entire thing. The first thing is let's take bowl games, anything outside of the New Year's Six and these first-round home playoff games, and make them weeks zero to three neutral non-conference site games. You're not going to get opt-outs too early in the season. You're going to get fan excitement, better attendance, because everyone's still in it at that point in time during the season. You still get a nice trip for some of the players, and you have to get to have that stewardship and economic uh, impact on your community. And it's probably even better for the cold weather destinations that aren't going to be uh, feeling like a reward at the end of the season when it's cold in the wintertime. So that kind of solves that issue, at least of opt-outs, bowl games, how they still survive. The next thing is change the college football calendar. There's two windows for college football. Take the one right now in December, January. You push it all the way to May. And you limit it from 45 days, which right now it's 30 and then 15, and you create 30 days after the spring. And that allows you to do this. If you're a player who has a coaching change, if you're a player who doesn't feel like you're going to start the following season, you have the chance after you compete in the spring to opt out. You know, people talk about, hey, moving back the transfer portal window. You can't do that. You have the academic calendar that comes into play there. So you really can't mess with it. But the fact that we have two windows, why? Just make one. That's how the other sports have to deal with it. And make young men commit to a year of being to a place. So that would be my second solution for a quick fix. And the last thing is there's got to be some sort of involvement for, I don't know if it's the college football playoff committee. I don't know if it's the NCAA or federal government. They have to come in and put down rules that allow nationally there to be a more level playing field when it comes to NIL. Because there are some teams that are doing it extremely well and others that are not. There was a report from one of the Ohio State linemen, their center, who talked about how there's this perception for Ohio State having a big NIL fund. And he's like, yeah, he's like, unless you're like a star, you don't get paid. A lot of linemen don't get paid. And he kind of talked about that. And, and, and that for a program like Ohio State, you'd figure they'd be flush with cash. They're not. And people can combat that or refute that, but that was their own, their own players saying that. I've heard from other players that played at Ohio State say that. So that's one of your biggest programs, and it's a problem for them. It's a problem for a lot of schools out there, I'm sure. So I just think there's a few simple solutions. For whatever reason, we don't have enough good leadership to step up and take the reins and make those changes. You know, another interesting piece of this that, that became kind of evident was – the, the relevance of agents and it's it, it I'm I, I don't want to say I'm baffled by it but I'm mortified by it that agents are now negotiating for players in college and and actually thinking that a agent could make a call to a coach or to a you know to a department and had the conversation about what terms, you know, almost basically holding a team hostage in terms of if that kid will opt out of playing in the game. Like, think about this. You have kids that may possibly opt out of playing in the game and they're not an NFL prospect at the moment in time. See, that's where 
to me, this all goes off the rails, is that you're not just getting guys that are talking about opting out that are are leaving, leaving school. You got guys that are threatening transfer portal. If they don't, basically, if the demands of what the agencies and the agents are going after don't don't comply. And it made me start thinking, well, if if that's what where this is all heading, then what's that? Doesn't that mean that the next the next evolution of this is that agents are doing that for off season, spring training, spring ball, summer workouts, it, beginning of the season training camp, before the first game starts? Oh, after the first game, after the second game, like it's almost like. Where does it begin and where does it end where we're at now in college athletics? Because it well, almost well, – go ahead. I can tell you why that's part of the issue. Because we skirt over the idea that the NCAA says NIL is not pay for play. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not pay for play, okay, that's fine. Then where do you feel like their name, image, and likeness gets any sort of of brand or promotional ability. It's from their play on the football field. It's from their co-branding or partnership with that university. And so the entire reason why they're known or able to endorse a product or service or company, whatever the case may be, the reason why they're marketable is their brand built on the field, on the court, on something. So the, that's part of the issue is we're, we're like dancing around this idea of, well, it can't be pay for play. You can't pay a kid to play in the bowl game. You can't pay a kid to play during the season, pay for this. It's like, well, uh, okay, but why are they even able to be paid in the first place? Right. Just because a law says it because there's a, a court ruling? No, it's because they have a certain status because of their athletic ability. And that's the problem is we're trying to implement a pro model without implementing pro rules. And so another example of a reason, as you bring up agents, is there is no verification process on these agents. None. When you look at how the it's NFL so is set true. up, there's an NFL PA so where true. the agent has to be certified by the union. Yep. There's a process to go through, and I'm not saying it's a rigorous process. But you have to go through a process. There is checks and balances in place. You, see, you know, we heard about the uh, contract situation with Russell Wilson. Guess what? The NFLPA got involved, right? We don't have any of that going on. And so if a player gets wrong because they sign a contract with an agent that goes in perpetuity, meaning for the rest of their life because they don't know how to read a contract, they don't understand what it states, that's a problem. There's no one to check that. And there's a lot of bad people in this world who take advantage of these young men and young women. So any Joe Blow can hit up a college Any kid. Joe Blow. Jonas Knox can now be an agent. That's great. Yeah. In the Isn't world of NIL, in high school in some states, in college uh, and others, like there's not any sort of certification process that needs to happen. Now, some of the agents, are, they go by the right protocols. They're certified by the state. They'll show you all, their, you know, all the documentation, things they need to have. Others don't. It's unk. They Unk's used to my agent. Called, Go talk to yeah, Unk. Absolutely. You know? They were called handlers. Yeah. That, I mean, by the way, the old this word is, was handlers. This has gone on <laughs> for a long time, but now it's taken shape in the form of a business. And I get, uh, it's so funny, man. So many like different kids were in law school where you tell me, hey, I want to get an NIL. I'm going to turn him. Like, I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I was like, don't get into that thinking like because you're around college kids and this. I was like, don't do that. Like, go, go get something that's sustainable. Go get something that you actually be able to help and do good. Like this whole business has become so dirty and it's, it's flipped. It's swung where players had no power, no player empowerment. And now it's swung the complete opposite way where things like VAR is talking about are happening. You're going, what in the hell is going on? And so look, I, I, my takeaway is this over the semifinal two games, we had some unbelievable football. Yes, we, we have unbelievable storylines. It, it makes it so exciting to watch next Monday for the national championship. But that just cast a shadow over top of like really the truth of college football is that I don't want to say a tipping point because it's still a great sport, but there needs to be some adults that come in and fix this and not the adults that got us here.
Mm. All right. I know there's a lot of people that might want to try to help out and fix it, but there's too many people since I've been involved in this whole process in different ways that have only their best interest in mind. I can't tell you how many people were like, hey, I want to help out. We want to do a club. We want to do this. We want to do this. And you know what? Every single time you got to the root of the issue, it was self-serving why there is some firm that does this, some firm, some company, something that does this. It was all self-serving. Mm. It's just all because they wanted a cut of the pie. No one is standing up and saying, I'm just doing this to help out the players. And I want to be a good person, do what's right, and try to help them in that, and in that capacity. That's the reality of what's happening right now. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Kind of a bummer. You know, a little bit of a, uh, I, I don't know if depressing is the right word. It feels a bit dramatic, but man, we got no football later tonight. <laughs> kind of sucks. We do have the Lakers, though. I mean, and who, who's forgotten they, uh, they won the end-season tournament, and now they're yep. on a 
They're on a streak now. I'm, I mean, it's really helped out, you know, in our games recently. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> it really helped out. But that in-season tournament, man, that was awesome. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, one of the highlights of the sports year for uh, for twenty twenty. I'll be honest with you. It. I forgot about the in-season tournament as soon as the Boca Bowl was played. Like, that's how far back in the bowl season we can go. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can't. I forgot that thing happened. It mm. came and it went, and we moved on. Yeah. And, and it didn't matter. Did. Yeah, and it didn't, didn't matter, matter whatsoever. Nope. And uh, and here we are now looking around going, I mean, the, Lee and I were talking before the show, like, so now what do we do with over-unders? You know, that was like a mm. Thursday staple. I mean, the good news is we're going to have Albert Breer later on, and he's got a lot of answering to do for uh, for some of the things that has happened between Ohio State and Michigan over the past oh, week gosh, or so. Yeah. Uh, so there is that. But I'm just thinking all those times that people bitch and moan about the quality of Thursday night football and the quality of these Thursday games, and yet here we are. It's staring you right in the eyes. Now you don't get it. Now do you appreciate Al Michaels a little bit more? I know, uh, you know, uh, Petros is not a fan. <laughs> Petros wasn't a fan of uh, Herb Street's dog being in the booth. But you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing Herb Street's dog later on tonight. <laughs> My dog is in the game. booth right now. Is he? Is it? Yeah, and he's taking a, a douche right in, right in front of us right now. <laughs> just oh, as we're getting no. The, right as we're getting wow. the, the show going. No. Wow. Wow, buddy. Wow. Are you wow. Kidding? So what, what's wow. going through your head right now? Huh? What's going through your head? Like, what you, what you have to clean this up? Well, at least it's hard. It's hardened up. Damn. So, yeah, it's good. I'll just have to oh deal with that, that smell before, uh, you know. Mr. Sticks. Mr. Right. Sticks. Dropping number two right I mean, in front of you. Let me show you guys how close to the, the pad he was. I mean, he was mm. close. Oh, he did get the pad? He was close. He oh. definitely was close. Poop fest. Was it like a Scott Norwood wide right, or did he uh, did he at least I'm not do too much damage? I bet he was like standing on the pad, but then just he did it just just right. Front off. paws were on, yeah. Back part yeah. was off. <laughs> See, he's starting at the concept though. Yeah, he is. You just got to do it in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. So now you well, that's got gonna it. be unfortunate for one of your kids, right? You know, wake well, them up. No, them. no, 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 no. I'm. Okay. I'm in. I'm in a different place, and it's all good, you know. Man. Just, uh, he I'm did it just as the show started, you know. I'm glad we got a team mascot, though. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he just uh, told us his thoughts on the in season tournament. <laughs> I mean, he really did, and I just sent wow. it to you guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, there you go. That is. Uh, it's different than how I anticipated it looking. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Anything else? Jeez. Well, he's really carrying it with him in places, huh? There's like a little bit there, a little bit over there. Um, hey, y'all carry me for a second, man. <laughs> right. Oh, no, we got you. We got hey, you. Do, do what no, you right. need to do. Because the, the smell is coming oh, up. Now, the smell's you know? bad. All right. Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> so, y'all carry me for two seconds. All right. Okay, yep, so uh, so here we go. We are going to uh, we are going to carry you with this. Um, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, as we transition smoothly uh, from Mr. Sticks. Uh, dropping bombs all over the uh, Arrington residence and inside the studios of LeVar Arrington uh, to Kyle Shanahan discussing how he's not exactly the fondest of the two weeks off as they get set for a game. We've gotten some reports. Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be sitting. Uh, Brock Purdy's going to be uh, maybe get splitting time. McCaffrey's not going to be there. Everybody's sort of jockeying to figure out where they're going to handle, especially these two teams atop the conferences, with this extra bye week that they've got with a game that means nothing this coming weekend. And so here was Kyle Shanahan discussing his decision. You know, you work hard to get a, a, a off week in this league. Uh, I think off week helps a lot of people, especially if you handle it the right way and stuff. And just this time of year, uh, it allows guys to get a little fresher and stuff, which what you don't want is two off weeks. Um, no one gets two bye weeks, and we earned ours next week. We just didn't know we were going to do it already. Um, so we got to make sure we get something out of this week. And we've been in this situation before where we earned a bye week. It was in 2019. But we didn't know we earned that until about 8.30 at night on the last play of the game versus Seattle. Um, it was the first time it hit us when the play before that, we might have been playing that Saturday. So we were very thankful we earned it that we need that rest and we got it that week. Um, yes, we're in that situation, but we already know we're there. And so that's why guys' minds got to be right this week. You don't. 
two bye weeks isn't good for anybody, and that's why this isn't one. God, I forgot that that's how they got the bye week in 2019. That it was that final game against Seattle with Garoppolo, and that's how, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl that year. Yep. So uh, yep. definitely paid dividends there. But yeah, I just, I mean, this seems like a much easier concept. Just don't play anybody. Like, if you're going into the final week of the season, don't play. Like, your starters, key players, anybody dealing with an, an injury, a nagging injury, whatever it is, just don't play them. And then get ready for, for the game coming up in the divisional round. Well, McCaffrey's already going to be out, I believe. Yeah. They already talked about him dealing with a strain. So he's the one that, like, you're kind of, to me at least, most concerned with. I think they've only lost, what, four games in the regular season since he's gotten to San Francisco and been starting which is kind of ridiculous if you think about it. I mean, that's just how good he's been, how good they've been with him. So he's going to be out already. There's probably a couple other players you want to throw into that category that just aren't worth it. But like we talked yesterday, you can only sit so many guys. I mean, you already have guys injured. You already have, you know, guys that, you know, you're probably thinking in the back of your mind, you know, these guys need to play. And maybe from a backup standpoint, it'd be good to evaluate them. It'd be good to get them some experience. But... I mean, I personally, like, is it worth playing Brock Purdy? Probably not. I mean, I'd love to see Trent what, what Sam Darnold can do. Trent Williams? It's Trent Williams for sure. Like, there's there's certain guys out there you're like, it's just not worth it. Like, we've seen this team, Debo. Is, is it worth playing Debo Samuel? Probably not. Right. You know, Nick Bosa, some of the other players, like, probably not worth playing. I mean, I, I, at least regardless of what Kyle Shannon wants to say about two weeks isn't good for anyone, two weeks back-to-back he can say that, but – I think he can control it with how they practice. Like, that to me says everything. Most bye weeks, you know, and, and LeVar, you can speak to this. Like, guys kind of go through the motions. You know, like, mm-hmm. no one's taking those those practices overly serious. If you practice, you know, like you've got a game and you go through that and try to, you know, increase the intensity, I think you could still get enough done to prepare you for two weeks from now. Yeah, I mean – Listen, we had this conversation yesterday, and I I tend to fall on the side of definitely you definitely want to err with caution with what it is that you're doing. But you laughing? He's, he's attacking my toes right now. What's he got to say? He's attacking my toes. Bring him um, up to the mic. Let him let him talk to him. Well, I mean, well, I mean, if you got if you got Rex Ryan in studio, at least come on for an interview. He's not only attacking my toes. Uh, he's, you know, they have like this like a almost a stronger bite pressure. Per, really uh, beautiful pound. feet. Oh yeah, it's it's like it's higher than a lion's pound for pound, you know, whatever that PCI or whatever it is, pressure per something inch or something. Anyway, he's, he's using that on my toe right now. Um, And and in terms of just, you know, how you're, you're supposed to handle knowing that, you know, this week counts into a bye week for what you're going to do during the course of the season. I, I do think it's challenging. I really do because, I don't I don't I just don't know that I want them sitting for two weeks. I just I just don't I don't see it that way, them sitting for two weeks. But at the same time, I, I mean, which one I, I, I ultimately after we had the conversation yesterday, I ultimately like really thought it through some more and, and, and said, Well, which one is the lesser of the two evils? I'm gonna take my chances on those guys being two weeks healthy going into the game and us Really, I mean, I'd be honest with you. I would start. I would start thinking about what the teams are, who the teams are that we're going to possibly see when we when we play them. And I would start on that. I would actually start on those scouting reports right now, and 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 start in some ways, possibly maybe even preparing for who we may anticipate seeing in that first that first game that we play in the second round of the playoffs. So. I think the lesser of the two evils are to have guys that are more healthy and more rested versus um, versus a guy that played played some had a pitch count and paid, played so many plays in the game and then was pulled out. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's it's almost like preparing for a bowl game, you know, and and you it's it's a it's it's its own season, right? Like the playoffs is its own season in itself and if you go the distance what they have to go three games to to make it in uh, it two, three? Two, two games two to get to a super bowl yeah two to get to a super bowl i mean if they only got to go two to get get into a super bowl 
and and then obviously the fourth being able to to or the third being able to win the Super Bowl, that's uh, that's a whole entire almost a first quarter or a quarter of a season. So, you know, I'm, I definitely think that it, it's probably wiser to hold them um, and and err on the side of caution in terms of their health and and making sure that they're they're ready to go for the game. Are I you, just hate game rust, though. I you, really do. It's like the biggest thing. I hate game rust. Imagine them playing bad because they haven't played. And that's my like that's a big concern too. Are, are I you get guys... that, but I also feel like that's an excuse that people make when they don't play well, right? Like no, that's sir. always like a hindsight. Well, well, they, we took time off, and that's why we didn't play well. There's teams, by the way, that don't take time off. They get don't the play. Well. They don't play well. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I'll, right. I'll put it this way: everyone's looking for edges in the NFL, and one edge that you normally can't control is rest, because your schedule is your schedule. Like you see teams who limp through a season or limp through a schedule and they're getting the playoffs and they're just trying to hang on. This is one decisive advantage that the two best teams in the NFL, Baltimore and San Francisco, in my opinion, have over everyone else. I think you overthink it. And I think if you, if you, if you could ask all the 30 teams, or I, in this case, every 12, other 12 teams that are in the playoffs – their coaches would be like, hell yeah, I'd love to give my players that much time off from hitting yeah. and keep them fresh and get them ready to go. And to LeVar's point, focus and start preparing for that opponent two weeks from now and not for the opponent this week, which I think is another great point that like not many people are talking about. Like Instead of looking at it as saying, well, I don't want to have them off for two weeks. You know, That's not good. It's like, well, no, you get two weeks where instead of preparing for an opponent in a meaningless game in week 18 – we now get all these guys focused and centered on what they want to be doing two weeks from now. And that's powerful. When you really think about the additional plays and inventory you can have for adjustments and things for that divisional round game. So I think that's a great point. Do you guys, are you a fan of them only given the one bye week each side of the conference? It used to be the top two seeds would get the bye week in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Are you uh do you prefer the one team making it more exclusive? I mean, who knows how long it's even going to last cuz we're probably going to get uh, an extra team in the playoffs at some point soon. Well, I I would rather see them have an extra bye in the regular season and if they do add the extra team, you know, take away that bye in the in the playoffs altogether. And just make it home field. Okay. And go from there. So you have 16 teams, and, and that's where it's, it's going to go, I think. So home field is the only advantage. So no no extra – so no bye week, no, just uh, just we roll. Wild card weekend, strapping them up. That's right. Man, I, two teams – I mean, are two teams deserving in, in each each conference? I mean, would this you year, say that? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, th- this year you could say the number one teams are for sure. Yeah, everybody I else. I mean, who in the NFC would be deserving of it? I mean, we don't outside even, of outside of San Fran. We don't even know uh, whether or not Miami's hosting a uh, playoff game or going to be going on the road. I mean, and they're sitting as the two seed right now. Like that, that's a team that feels like ugh. The way that they've been playing, probably not deserving. They, that's a team that could use an extra bye week, but. They're you know they could be losers of the division if you look at the odds and and the way things have gone against Buffalo, so I mean I I just that is that is an interesting concept though no no bye weeks in the playoffs but just an extra one during the regular season. Hmm. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Mr. Sticks. I'll you say got run me. with it, man. Yeah, he's going to have to go. He, he's he's whining no, too, he's way too much. No, no. But, you need to get him closer to the it, mic yeah, so you can talk to get him. Get him closer to the yeah, mic. Come on, yeah, let's, let's hear him. Let's hear no. the little guy. No, because he's, he's, he's whining, and I don't I don't want that to be people's first impressions of him. You no, know, I got whining. you. I got you. You no, know, he's Mr. Sticks, right. man, not Mr. Yeah. Wino. You know what I mean? But Yeah, but I don't think a Borble has ever been interviewed live on the air. So I'll tell you what. history. He is over here. He, he, the reason why I said his bite is so like crazy, he's already put a hole in in a blanket, real quick, like super quick. He's already unraveled the bamboo on a a plant potter. That dog will hunt. He will hunt. We don't need he no mouse. We don't need no cats. No more dogs. Need more yeah. dogs. Yeah, man. And that's what he's doing right now. He's being a, a puppy dog. With a dis- destructive bite. Yeah. What is Baby that? Godzilla. 
That was, yeah, was Godzilla. Baby Godzilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll put him on when he sounds like that. I have him talk to you guys when he sounds like that. Uh, right what now. if he sounds like Lee talking to Al? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, Al. Hi, Al. Oh, no. Not Chewbacca? Hi, Al. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, Sam, welcome back, by the way, yeah. buddy. We missed you. If you, hey, if, if you couldn't tell, Sam's back uh, based yeah. on some of the uh, drop <sighs> material. In the yep. Hey, by the way, though, some things don't change. Iowa still hasn't scored. Oh, so. oh, oh, still late four touchdowns. Two in a row. Still late Three total. Wow. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Looking forward to 2024. Yeah. <laughs> new regime. New OC. <laughs> we'll that, was, that was tough to watch. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah, we'll talk about another segment. Oh, yeah, great. Well. Thanks. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O O O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy my chocolate star Uh. I had a few, uh. but not that many. That gives me good and plenty. Juicy fruit. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Come on. Come on, Jonas. Give it to it. Juicy. Yeah. Come on, Jonas. Ha. Come on. Ah. Mm. Uh. Juicy. <laughs> Juicy fruit. Ah. <laughs> mm. uh. 
Um, it when is, you nail it, it's the best. We, it is, we get, I, I kind of already want to change my song. Is that possible or no? Like, can we just change my song in it? Like, put in, uh, or it does not work like that? I mean, look, I got enough material. I can change mine again. No problem. No, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good where I'm at. Can't do it. I was, I was hoping we could just change all of them again. Like, can't we do this like every week? Like, update them? Juicy fruit. I can do it every day. How about this? I, there was a guy that I went can't to work do it. with, and he would change his voicemail for when he was away from his desk every day. That's weird. Oh. So when he'd get into work, he would be like, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm unavailable at this moment. I can't remember. He'd say the date first. You know, this is Monday. This is Tuesday, This is Friday, you know, January 5th, 2024. I'm away from my desk right now. And like, I was like, wow. Like, that's, that's professionalism right there to a degree, right? Like, you kind of called him wow. like, this guy's, this guy's got his stuff together. Or know? maybe spend less time re-recording and more time staying at your desk so you can answer the phone. Wow. Well, the problem is he was on the other line, so that was more of the point there, Jonas. He actually was always that busy. Well, so. just be generic about it. Yeah. I'm on the other line. Like, you know how I work. I have one voicemail. But that could yeah, be considered offensive. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I would say Jonas's way is more offensive. Maybe yeah. that's why it did work out for you in, in, in marketing and sales. And Damn. Like Weren't were you yeah. in a sales job like that? Oh, Hard yeah, I was terrible. I was terrible. Yeah. I, I hit quota one time in, terrible. like, uh, almost five years. Like there was the, the I think you had to get to seventy percent. It was like a driver's license. You had to be seventy percent to pass. And like how often did you get hung up on? All, all the time. Like the, I, Jonas like seems more. like the type that he would like give up after the first take. Like he called and like, Hi sir, how you doing? I'm selling I don't know, widgets, whatever it is. And the guy would be like, Oh yeah, widgets on he'd be like, Oh, you're probably not gonna buy anything, are you? And the guy'd be like, Nope. And he'd be like, All right. Well, have a good day. Well, my problem was... Bill, thanks. I'm good. I, my yeah. problem was, it was the same when, when I was producing. I was a horrible guest booker because if somebody was rude or had an attitude, I couldn't yeah. let it go. Mm. I just couldn't let it go. I, I, so I would have to be rude. And it just not, you know, you just got to learn to wear it. Like, hey, smile and dial. They say, hey, just smile and dial. Okay, well, smile and dial. That guy was an a-hole. So I'm mm. sorry. So then the next time, you know, when I needed to get my calls up, because you had to have a certain number of calls each month, I would mm. write that number down, mm. and I would hammer that guy for an hour straight to get my calls up. And so mm. he would just have to wear it, and I would block my number. So this is really a peek behind the curtain for all these, like, you know, marketing and sales companies that, that call throughout the day. It's different it's now, though. I, I've talked to uh, a couple of buddies of mine who are still at that company, and it's different now that, to where – Everything is automated now to where you don't actually physically dial anything. It's all programmed in. That's right. AI, which, baby. Which is what? That, Out of there. Uh, you can't, we can't even dial a phone. You can't dial nine or yeah, ten, AI ten has digits no on emotions. A- AI is going to get on and be like, hello, how are yeah. you? AI is going to have some something sales. to sell you today. Man, F off. Way uh, well, more. Way more than Jonas. I get emotional about it. Uh, uh, AI let's tell you about our new products, Jonas. shall we? <laughs> I, I just... I just think uh, I'm, I'm starting to <laughs> Where'd that one come from? The show's over. Good one. Goodbye. Oh, no. There you go. Jonas, like, what Quiet. are you going to do? What are you going to do when Sam rolls in a tire rack read and, like, it's all AI? It's like you, you don't have reads to do anymore. Hey, no, don't, don't say that. Listen. I'm uh, just saying. Listen, tire Quiet. rack. We, we know the people from tire rack, right? That test track, AI ain't doing that test track. That I mean, well, you haven't had it either. See, one of us has. Yeah. You two haven't. It can, though. Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> they got they a... Got, uh, they got driverless uh, Ubers in, in Arizona. LeVar, didn't you see somebody sewing? They were you're... doing arts and crafts <laughs> and, and, and rush hour traffic. I filmed it. <laughs> like a like little, little Elmer's glue and some like little kid scissors and yeah. on the road. And LeVar's Head like, down, <laughs> both hands. And, and a nice action. sweater, you know, nope. out there in Arizona. Oh, man. Yeah, but they don't even have drivers in in the cars these days yeah, in AZ. So, so there's that. There's yeah. a chance. You know you what? Know. Yeah, there's a chance. I'm telling you right now. I, Brady and I talked about this the other day. If you're going to get a landline, you got to go rotary dial. You got to go old school. You yeah, I know. To. You said that to me. I didn't go respond to you because I thought all it was the way. Speaking no. of old school, by the way, I, I realized why you were talking about Barry Sanders the way that you were. You watched Bye Bye. You you said that you watched Bye Bye Barry, right? 
Um, did you say a Q the other week? Did you see Scott Mitchell's response? No. What? What was his? What oh, was his? Scott. Scott Mitchell was not very happy as far as how he was portrayed in uh, Bye Bye Barry. Yeah, because mm. Eminem and so, who who else uh, took a shot at him? Eminem and somebody else uh, were in the documentary, and yeah, yeah. And they basically said that, like Scott Mitchell's why they didn't win a Super Bowl, which. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit unfair to put that on Scott Mitchell because uh, the Lions are going to win a Super Bowl in the Cowboys era. Okay, yeah. they beat yeah. they beat the Cowboys that year that they almost went to the Super Bowl. Almost they beat them decisively too. They beat them like thirty eight to thirteen or something like that. It, so Jeff Daniels was the other guy who took a shot at. Yeah, him, I think really? it was Jeff Daniels. Yeah. yeah, he said, "F you all." Good, <laughs> good for Scott Mitchell. Yeah, good for him, man. Uh, it was that's one of the best documentaries I've seen. Like that's that's is that considered a documentary? What is yeah, that we'll call it that. I I thought it was super fire. I I really enjoyed it. In fact, I stayed up watching it. So what was that? Nineteen ninety one. Is that right? Yeah. Well, ninety one is when they went to the. Uh, well, why do I? Con- know? That's when they lost in the conference championship. Right? Yeah, and that yeah. was the Eric Kramer year, though. So I wish I could have played so against him. Why, why are they putting it on Scott year. Mitchell? Mitchell played ninety four to ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Like I, that's why I didn't understand about it was like they, they've lost in the they've they've never made it besides that ninety one year outside of the wild card round. So you're, just, you're putting it on Scott Mitchell. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And Scott Mitchell was the quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did put it on him. Yeah, yeah. But Scott Mitchell stepped in for Dan Marino, and that's why he uh, he got some love. And they're like, "Oh, okay, we'll make him a starting quarterback." It's like all of a sudden, yeah, he he's responsible for also the zero and sixteen season. Let's just go ahead and pin that on Scott Mitchell too. <laughs> yeah. The team the team has stunk realize, for thirty years. I didn't yeah. realize that he retired the day before, the day before training camp. Well, and, and by the way, like. <laughs> Well, when Barry else Sanders, <laughs> Barry Sanders, who's arguably, in my opinion, like people go back and say, who's the greatest college running back of all time? It's Barry Sanders that's not even close. Like the season he put together when he won the Heisman is the most absurd season. It's absurd, man. And it, by the way, in an era where like it wasn't like you had the deception of pass, like it was everyone was run first, and he absolutely dominated, like absurd that season. So I would say he's the greatest college running back of all time. He's mm. arguably the greatest NFL running back oh, of all Jesus. time. Oh, Jesus. He had 2,600 yards? My. Think about how many games they played. In 11 games, he had 2,600? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> like a quarterback. His, that season was like ridiculous. That's I mean, people don't understand how good he was at Oklahoma State. But yeah. the, the, the general point is this. You've had two first ballot Hall of Famers who have retired, most people would say before they were done-done. Like, Jim before Brown. they, they probably could Jim? have played longer. Is you that a... Jimmy? I'm talking about who Calvin Johnson. Who are the two you're saying? Calvin Johnson. Oh, two Detroiters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Calvin what I'm saying. Two, two Detroit okay. Lions. Yeah, yeah. And so no, you could put right. on Scott Mitchell when you've had two separate first ballot Hall of Famers who've been like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> like... I don't know. That's more of an organizational he, issue in he, my mind. He averaged 239 yards a game. Like, every time he suited up, you're getting 239 out of him on the ground. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he broke, <laughs> he broke like, 2,000 yards rushing in the league. <laughs> kids these days do not understand how great Barry Sanders yeah, was. 37 Crazy, touchdowns. <laughs> and by the way, name someone who wasn't a Barry Sanders fan. Like I even think like Packers and Bear like people who played against him trust me. loved Barry Sanders. <laughs> trust me. Like I I remember watching him growing up as a Bears fan and just being like I mean, yeah, this sucks, but damn, he's good. Cuz yeah. you you thought you had him and it was just I don't know if it was the big shoulder pads or whatever it was, but nobody ever got a good grip on him and it's he just sort of disappeared. It's just the way he was built. <laughs> Dude I remember I had, a, I had a trainer, and he was, like, talking to me. He's like, yeah, he's like, I need you. When we're doing these agility drills and things, I need you to move your feet like Barry Sanders. I was like, <laughs> what? I'm like, man, look at me. I'm not moving my feet like Barry Sanders. Like, what the hey, hell are you nobody. talking about? He's like, no, I'm talking about hey, how, like, it. you know, he's he's on his, his toes, but he's on the whole ball of his foot that is heel, and the way he can, you know, change direction and use his whole foot the way he, he uses the ground. I'm like, Man, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I was like, I try to do anything Barry Sanders does. I'm going to injure myself. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to keep 
doing what I can do, man. That went for everyone, though. We still haven't seen another Barry Sanders. Hell no. Yeah, and we probably won't. So no. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing show, though. Would you have said like Saquon had some of those qualities that remind you a little bit of him? Built, built legs. Yeah, but no, not running style. No, no, I don't. Griffin. Griffin was out of Oklahoma was the only back that I saw that ran, had a style similar and looked like Barry Sanders. It wasn't Barry Sanders. Like, it wasn't on that level. But the look of it, it looked like Barry Sanders. Like, the way he was built. Quentin Griffin? Quentin Griffin. The way he moved, the way he ran, it looked like Barry Sanders, but it wasn't. It was like if, if you saw a Chrysler 300. And it's like that's that's a that's a Bentley, like, and then you see a Bentley roll up, or that's a Phantom, and you see a Phantom roll up, and it's like, okay, no, nah, it's not a Phantom. That's he looked like a Barry Sanders, but he wasn't quite like Barry. But um, that's the only yeah. guy I've ever seen that looked like it. He has similar stature, five yeah. seven, about two hundred pounds. Yeah, I'm telling five, you, eight, and they pounds. ran. He ran just like him. He looked like him when he ran. He was, re- I mean, he looked re- he at Oklahoma. He definitely looked like Barry, and, and at Oklahoma, and but he just it wasn't the same. Like Barry, yeah. Barry Sanders did s that is unexplainable. It's just scientifically you can't explain it how how he did it. You know, some of the times when people talk about Jordan, like Michael Jordan, his final year with Washington, played every single game, like played all eighty two. And they go, even at that age, you know, in his career, after all those games, played every single game. Barry Sanders played 10 years in the NFL. His final five years, never missed a game. Never missed a start. I missed him by a year. I wanted to play against him so bad. He left, I believe, in 99. Like, Jonas, you talked about his yards. He had 37 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. In no. 11 games. 239. So, so what's more impressive, <laughs> the, the average per game or the fact that he averaged over three touchdowns right. per game <laughs> Two, that season? 240 crazy. and three touchdowns every single game. Book it. <laughs> That's crazy, man. <laughs> but back to the original point, the fact that in the documentary they put on Scott Mitchell's BS, man. <laughs> That's the original point. <laughs> well, that was, we, we strayed really far away right. from what we were talking yeah. about, but yeah. – Essentially, Scott Mitchell was frustrated by how he was portrayed, and I and I get it, right? Like the quarterback is going to always take more blame and probably more praise in the good and bad, and that's just how guys feel. Like, I, I, like you could probably pick any Super Bowl championship team, and with a quarterback's going to get the praise, but the defense probably made a stop to go finish the game and get him off the field, or you know, an interception to change the momentum of the entire game. Yet, you no know, one's going to talk about that quite as much. Barry Sanders has a son that's really good too, doesn't he? Didn't he play uh, for he, like Stanford or something like that? Yes, something, something yes. like that. Yes. Um, speaking of Jeff Daniels, best Jeff Daniels movie. You guys aren't even gonna get this, but I'll, isn't that I'll, barbecue sauce? Isn't that? Isn't that? Don't you put that in Jack and Coke? What do you mean, Jeff? Jeff and Coke. Jeff, oh. what? What? <laughs> I thought it was. A, a I mean, the hard thing is he's actually got like a pretty wide array of uh, films and stuff he's been in. Some people would say Dumb and Dumber. I'm well, going to go Terms of Endearment. If huh. wanted, you know. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, that's a top five movie. So, some people would say he was in Newsroom, right? Yeah. yeah. That, he, was, he was fantastic good in Newsroom. Show. Although that was, that was like show. a Sorkin script that was very Aaron Sorkin. How about Dumb and Dumber was definitely the oh, best. Arachnophobia is a good one, too. A good one. Don't remember it. Remember the, the phobia? I remember the movie, but I don't remember it. Like Dude, that's remember the spiders. Remember those things? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. Obviously, every I spider I saw after that movie, I was like, "Damn, that thing could be it." John Goodman mm-hmm. was the uh, was the, the exterminator. The, yeah, yeah, exterminator. The By spiders. the way, who plays in we had? Is it a brown recluse or recluse? Is Rec- that the type of yeah, spider? Recluse. Yeah. Recluse. Is that how you pronounce it? I think, yeah, like it's reclusive. Like it wants to hide. We had a player get bit by one in Kansas City, and it jacked him up. Yeah. Like, beginning of the season? Yeah. Like, and so then people were freaking out, having their houses sprayed by these, you know, pests or, like, you know, inset, whatever, like, those companies, pest control companies, like, left and right. Like, I don't even know if it was safe to be in the house and stuff they were spraying, but there weren't any spiders anymore. Um, I think they're, are they called violin spiders? Is that a brown recluse? Yeah, I think it's the same. Yeah. 
Or the, uh, yeah, the violin. Yeah. The violin. All I know is, like, that thing would bite you up if you got bit. And most people didn't realize because that stuff would creep up and bite you in your sleep, you know? Man. Oof. It has, a, like, a, a spider bite has an eye in it, right? It has, like, three dots and a, and a, a hole in the middle or something like that. I think that's yeah. a bowling ball. But, yeah, it could be uh, it could be the same. Yeah, no, Not right. anymore. Some of these guys ball. are bowling without any holes. Yeah. That's yeah. true. What about Gettysburg? I don't good. put my fingers in the holes. I keep them out. Do you? I palm it. Let my fingers do do, yeah. do the spin action Same. off of just when it comes off my hand. Same here, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you being serious? Yeah. I don't use a thumb. Okay. Yeah. I don't use it. I, 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 I fingertip it. Like I only tip it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I you don't do. put my foot. I don't you, put it all the way in. I you just do, tip it because you can. You can flare your hand out more. It gives you more flexibility, and then you can. You're able to throw a better spin. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with I you. I can man. do slow spins, fast spins, straight spins, spin, spin. Like I could do all of it. Oh yeah. I used to have like ten balls. I remember I got one of my my vehicles stolen in in uh, East Rutherford, uh, New Jersey, when I just went to. What up, carjacker? Um, yeah, they took my 760, um, and the the most the most violated I felt was them taking my my favorite my favorite balls. You know, they got a hold of my balls, they took them, and they didn't return them. Yeah, they could have at least took the car and took my balls out and left my balls on the curb. You know, but they were they were not considerate in that way, and they took my favorite balls, and I was ballless. Yeah, you could use some truck nuts in that case, then, huh? Yeah, you could. Yep, some nudicles. I'm just saying, man, I was ballless. Hey, Sam, if you had a dog and you got him neutered, would you put on some nudicles? Uh, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No. Why? Why? I don't know. You strike me as the type that would like not want the dog to feel bad about himself not having anything. I don't think after a while they can tell. Oh no, I've seen. Oh, they could tell, dude. You don't think those dogs look at other dogs and are like. Yeah, man. It, it's, uh-huh. it becomes apparent when they're licking themselves. Actually, you know that's yeah. I was just saying, know. think about that. Yeah. Like, you don't think? I mean, it, they, if they can lick it, they can definitely see it's not there. Yeah, so, like what what's going on it. here? Like, you know, that's this supposed to be some someone else. You know, this ain't supposed to be me. Hey Wait. Sam, how would you feel if it happened to you? You know, I wouldn't feel great about it, but I'm also okay. Well, well I mean, what's going on here? Higher consciousness than the dogs. Hey, there's nothing there. Do you? Some people believe dogs have the ultimate consciousness. Would you say they're always living in the moment? I've met Peak, Sam's dog. Yeah. I mean, he's walking around with a duffel bag of cantaloupes. He's fine. <laughs> he is fine. So, you know, <laughs> nothing needed there. Sam, what, what breed is your dog? Uh, he's a half chow, half shepherd. Nice. Okay. He's and he's not neutered? Violent. No, he is. Oh, okay. Jonas, so why is of course, Jonas is just making this? stuff up. I'm trying to make him feel he's, better because we're outing him on the air. I mean, he had a, a major operation. And Jonas does. You know, I'm trying to make him feel better. Dang. And God forbid. It, so there goes Peaks listening on this he's show. He's put his paws right over top of his head right yeah. now, too. He's Wherever he's right at, he's, he's got listening. his paws right over his eyes. Damn. Mm. Has Lee ever seen your dog? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Peak. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> how, how did he greet him? He's like, hey, Peak. Hi, Peak. Hey, Peak. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> um, How did he greet him? Well, Hi. listen. Um, Hi, Peak. You know, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady well done, Quinn, man. Jonas Knox are the air. You didn't have uh, some Woody set up for well, that Well, no, I was, huh? was going to say, um, you know, the peak of C.D. Lamb's career oh. wow. could turn into a payday for him as we yeah. pay off the tease here because he says he would tease. like to get uh, a payday we, after they win a Super yeah. Bowl, of can course. We, so. Can we go behind the scenes real quick? I'll be honest with you. I saw that topic on the rundown. I was like, this segment's not going to be very good. Oh, no. We're listen. Just, <laughs> we're just talking clearly, <laughs> clearly ran with Barry, so I, you know, I was like, let's go with it. Then, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I, it's more interesting know. than C.D. Lamb wanting the contract. I mean, who yeah. doesn't want hey, a contract? By the way, everyone does. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. so And he's going to get it. Oh, yeah, he'll get it. Yeah. He's going to like, get it. All right, well. I mean, I did see the topic bar. I did see the topic bar comparing him to, to like, how does he compare to Tyreek Hill? He's definitely got to be comparable to Tyreek Hill today. He, here's the today. reality, though. We say this every time with players who want, like, to be the highest paid at their position. It's not whether or not you are the best. It's are you one of the best, and is it your turn to reset the market? And do you have a franchise that has the ability to, to do that, the truth of the matter is, 
there's only so many that are willing to pay enough cash up front in a signing bonus to structure it so you can hit those those numbers that make it look like the biggest, you know, and, and, and you're the highest paid at that position. There's some that aren't. I mean, you can really dive into the details and see which contracts are worthwhile, which ones aren't. I mean, I'll, also, I'll say this. When it comes to contracts and the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, those guys, man, they pay out money. I mean, Zeke had one of the best at a running back. Dax had one of the best as a quarterback. Zach Morton at the, at the uh, guard position. And C.D. Lamb, I'm, I can assure you, will have one of the best at the wide receiver position once they do that deal. Yeah, he's had a great year. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.